Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 424. I'm your host, Zach Ryan, and I'm joined today by Ryan Big Mac McCaffrey. 424, that's a palindrome. That's right. Uh, Casey Subpubs DeFritis. Hello. And Brian, I didn't think of a nickname for you, Brian. Tom Nook, I'll see you soon. Oh, you guys, what a direct. I'm like sweaty. That was information <laughs> overload. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. for Altano, those of you... Yeah, you were, you were uh, concerned going in that the, the hype would be too much, that we'd be let down by yep. this because we had to wait longer. That's yeah. True. No. Yeah, no, that's actually, it was it was way more than I anticipated. I just want to talk real quick about that small, heart palpitating roller coaster they put me on at the Be very end. Before you get into that, I have to interrupt you. I just want to say, like, obviously you're here joining us live on Nintendo Voice Chat on uh, IGN.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh, you, of course, can see us there first, and then you can join us on Fridays on YouTube if you'd like to. But we're always on IGN.com first on Thursdays, 3 p.m. Now, Brian... My dude, what an emotional roller coaster for you we just had. Now, we ended the switch or the the direct with a announcement, a couple of announcements about one of Brian's favorite franchises. Uh, and I watched him experience uh, a range of joy, anger, confusion, sadness, like Rage? gas. Yeah, Maybe a little gas. just yeah. left with the uh, defibrillator. Right. Yeah, seriously. So, like, here, here's the thing. With the Smash announcements and the new t uh, character reveals and stuff like that, that's supposed to be a good 
incredibly fun thing for everybody to sort of go like, oh, I didn't know the inkling from Splatoon was going to be in Smash, and then everyone's really happy about it. For this, they showed me a new Animal Crossing game and then told me I wasn't getting a new Animal Crossing game because Isabel was going to be in Smash mm -hmm. instead, and then said, just kidding, you're getting a new Animal Crossing game. So I went from screaming with excitement to cursing a lot, and we didn't have oh, the yeah. mics on for that. These guys I did. It. I did legitimately have a concern that mics were open for yeah. a second because we, we were all saying some things that probably would have been frowned so upon. Would you, but Brian, would you have rather, rather had it the other way where they just went ahead and announced the yes. new Animal Crossing first yes. and then said, oh, by the way, yeah. Isabel's also in Smash Brothers as well. Yeah, we got this, but, which is just the Animal Crossing logo. It says 2019. Look, here's the thing. As an Animal Crossing fan, we haven't had a dedicated game in a long time. We got the iPhone game, which is like... I, it's like good. a children's menu version of a regular restaurant. Like it's fine. It was a fun distraction. This is a real. This will be a real full-fledged Animal Crossing game. But if they had done it the other way, you wouldn't have gotten to ride that amazing emotional roller coaster, Brian. I can't handle that anymore. He's a father now. His, his, <laughs> he has to conserve his energy. I'm getting old. They just, almost killed me. So just as a reset, we are talking about Isabel being announced as a Smash character, which mm -hmm. was maybe one of the greatest dupes of all time yeah. I've ever seen in a direct. And then we we got a kind of a reset of Tom Nook looking at something on his computer, and then weird. he decided that he was going to announce that uh, there would be an Animal Crossing coming to the Nintendo Switch uh, in 2019. I, I mean, this is something that we've, fans of the show, longtime listeners will know that we've been talking about, well, specifically Brian has been mm -hmm. talking about uh, Animal Crossing coming to the Switch since probably the Switch was announced uh, back in October of 2016, right? Yeah. Like when we first saw that that uh, first teaser. So now that the the game is potentially a reality. Mm -hmm. What are some of the key differentials that you want to see in an Animal Crossing game? Like, obviously, there's no news, no hard news about it yet. Right, but right, like, right. Uh, what does Animal Crossing on Switch look like to you? Obviously, online functionality. The fact that it is a portable system is huge for Animal Crossing. It did great stuff for the 3DS version, which means you can bring it to other people. You can trade with them. Uh, the Switch is, I think, a very social thing. We have three on the table right here. Four. <laughs> McCaffrey doesn't have his Joy-Cons on, so I don't a reason for that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so I want to see that I want to see a lot of sort of item trading and visiting each other's towns. I want all of those sort of walls to come down a little bit easier because that's always been kind of difficult. And with Nintendo kicking off some on online stuff in this mm -hmm. in this show, uh, hopefully we'll get to see more of that. I would like them to ditch that sort of spherical globe rotating animation thing that they put in the last few. Uh, they pulled that away for the mobile version, so we'll see. And I want to be able to murder Tom Nook. <laughs> that seems like it seems a little far fetched. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. I'm not sure that Nintendo's gonna allow that, but hey, it's important to have dreams. Nice he really is that yeah. bad of a guy. I, I mean, he's I'll, just doing his job, making some money. Mm -hmm. He's making a lot of money. He's, he's making a lot of money. <laughs> one, one of my all time pay favorites. Those bells, Brian. <laughs> we should. I'll try and remember to include this in the show notes. But uh, there's a. a a now famous rant from Up at Noon, I think back in the first year that you guys had yeah. rebooted it about uh, Brian just ranting about Tom Nook that is like one of my favorite things that I've ever done. You can I tell how like, old the video is by how fat I am. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Casey, you're an Animal Crossing fan. Yeah. Yeah, what, um, what do you think about this? Man, so I want to backtrack and ask everyone what do you think about Isabel being chosen out of all of the different characters in Animal Crossing because I mm -hmm. would assume like Rossetti or Tom Nook or KK Slider to be chosen before Isabel because Isabel just totally. came around with New Leaf. Well, yeah. we've seen KK Slider as a trophy, right? Yeah. Like, and hasn't he, he, been a, he plays in the character? background yeah. on Saturdays in, okay. a, in a, the Animal Crossing level. You're right. right. Rossetti would have made sense because he's pissed off and he has an axe and he yeah. pops up out of the ground and he can kill people with it. But <laughs> Isabel, like, she's like, she works for the she's like so town cute hall. And nice. Like I, I, it's, but I don't know. I mean, the villager in Animal Crossing was a guy. We were like, this is a nonviolent man, and he was like, no, he's going to beat you to death with a with a net. She does look like she's having a lot of fun while she's causing all this pain to these people, so I'm, these Smash characters. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of dig that. I'm trying to figure out if she's an Echo Fighter or not. Hmm. Mm, yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah. good question. Can is I give that, you the cynical take on this? Yeah. Sure. Which is that they're saving the other characters for DLC. Yeah. For, for later. Yeah, you got to have sure. something to <laughs> something to offer for a little extra cash down the road. And they will. Yeah, I mean, could they, be. they had a long tail on the last Smash game that included like Ryu and Cloud and stuff like that. So I think there's there's room for Tom Nook and Rossetti mm -hmm. to die in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we had started by talking about... Uh, what kind of features you're looking for in an Animal Crossing mm -hmm. game on Switch? Like the outside of what Brian's takes mm -hmm. were like, is there anything that you really want to see in a Switch version? Man, I think the last Animal Crossing I played a lot was the first one for the DS. Okay, and I played that consistently for almost a full year, mm -hmm. and I I liked being able to take it with me and to, as Brian was saying, connect with people on the go wherever I was, and that was a lot easier for me to like take it 
to school at the time and right. to like take it out during lunch and play with people around. And I think that's really cool that we'll be able to do that in the office here and maybe mm-hmm. share some items. I think I really one of my favorite features was the the NES player. Yeah, in yeah. Animal Crossing, that I thought was, was really cool. Yeah, I was, was going to add yeah, to that actually. One. So I know that Nintendo will obviously sell us all those games or do all those games through the online service, but I would like to be able to, if you have them through online, unlock them as icons in the game so you can put them in your house and play them. That'd be yeah, awesome. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I could see that being an integration. Now, I've I've never been. Like a major Animal Crossing fan, I've always been sort of like a fair weather fan of Animal Crossing, and, I, and it's because I've always gotten into the games too late. Like mm-hmm. I've always gotten into them like sort of after the zeitgeist has come and gone, right? And so um, I played New Leaf. Um, I think like last year or maybe two years ago, like uh, people had long since retired and been you know, like not seen their towns in a long time by the yeah. time I, I got around to playing it. So for me. I think it's exciting to just play Animal Crossing when everybody else is playing it. I mm-hmm. think that's yeah. sort, of, sort of the same way that you want to play a lot of these like newer games. Like yeah. right now I'm having this real anxiety because I'm not playing Destiny during the Forsaken Sorry, update. But like, yeah, but it's like playing this game when it's fresh, like when people are really invested in it, I think that might be something that actually hooks me to Animal Crossing this time. Mm-hmm. Are you an Animal Crossing guy? See, I'm, I'm actually going to be totally... I've never played it. Because okay. for whatever reason, it's, uh, you know, I've played many, many Nintendo franchises in my yeah. lifetime, but Animal Crossing has eluded me for one reason or another. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to just coming at it because I, I adore my, my, the Switch is my favorite Nintendo system at least since the GameCube. Right, right, right. Uh, if, if not even going back further than that. So, sure. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to just diving in when it's when it's new and hot and you know being part of the conversation on it the, yeah. the franchise is not for everybody like unlike a lot of Nintendo franchises like I would say Mario and Zelda are a lot of games people like pretty much anyone can pick up even stuff like Pokemon but uh, Animal Crossing is like it's got a very slow pace and it's 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 kind of it's kind of like mundane in a lot of ways and I sort of appreciate that yeah. and if you're bad at world. and if you're bad at interior decorating uh Everyone will think you're bad at the game. That's true. Oh, They'll come over your house. It <laughs> doesn't bode well for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's uh, that's one of the things I really liked about uh, Pocket Camp for even the short amount of time that I played it was the ability to pick up and play it for five or ten minutes yeah. at a time, and like that has obviously lent itself to Animal Crossing uh, in the past, like on the 3DS, like the portability, the the ability to just kind of jump into your town. Do a couple of items, do like check off a couple of chores on your chores list and whatever, and and, and then get back to whatever it is you were doing yeah. before. And so like the portability to the Switch makes this just as easy to yeah. get on other consoles. So yeah, I'm excited for Animal. And Wars. I hope they let us time travel. And that's what you do by changing the system clock so you can make every day Christmas. Oh. And then Rossetti comes and yells or, at you for. Yeah. <laughs> like you're talking about like actual time travel in the no, game. No, it's, it's, like it's like a, it's like a it's like a we're long, taking Animal Crossing in a very strange new direction. It's kind of a long con in Animal Something Crossing. Something has to be done about your kids, Brian. <laughs> your kids, great Scott. <laughs> you uh, you go into the system settings and you go like, I want to catch seasonal fish, but it's fall and I want it to be spring, or I want it's the middle of summer and I want to go. Oh, I want so it to what snow. you're talking about is cheating. It's you're cheating. Cheating the yeah. game. Yeah. See, don't snitch. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you do what you got to do to get yeah, those. What's really good. cheating yeah, if it's a feature built into the system? Exactly. I don't. Nobody think so. knows. It's impossible. Rossetti would say yes. Yeah. You can't cheat life, guys. Who's to say? That. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing was one of many, many announcements in this direct. Um, I, I, we were sitting here on stage all kind of taking notes on this direct as the announcements were coming out, but I couldn't help but feel really, really bad for uh, Andrew Goldfarb and our news team because I know that they're out there just like scrambling to get all the announcements put together and stuff. And this was a direct that was fast and and furious in its announcements and kind of left me a little bit sweaty. Like I was just trying to keep up with it. I, so before we get into the next topic, I, I did want to ask what your overall impressions were of of the direct today. Like, let's go ahead and start with Ryan. What'd you think? I was really pleased. Uh, there was so much here. There was really something here for everyone. Mm. Really, I mean, that's that's what they somehow managed to pull off with this. Uh, kicking it off with a quick teaser of Luigi's Mansion Three. Mm-hmm. That's right in the feels for me. I love the original. I thought it got a bad rap. Mm-hmm. On, uh, on GameCube because it wasn't a Mario game. So stoked for that. Uh, the town came out of nowhere. Gorgeous looking RPG. Can't wait to find out more about that. Uh, and then some some of the uh, the old you know Wii U games that you know Wii U didn't sell that well in the grand scheme of things. And so a lot of that stuff coming back is new to people like me. Yep. I the Wii U's the I guess it is the only Nintendo system I've ever skipped. So a lot of the great games from that 
will be new to me now. Yeah. We invited you on the show. You did. You're unbelievable. You're, uh, How dare you? Welcome you welcome in. Everyone, mm-hmm. that's what you do here. So rude. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought that uh, there's obviously a ton of new information, but then there was also a lot of announcements that that were kind of reiterations of some stuff we've, we'd already heard about or we already knew. And then it was made sort of double weird by the fact that this this presentation was delayed by yeah. a week, mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff that would have been surprises was already sort of out there in the world. You know, like obviously we heard about Civ Six last week. Obviously mm-hmm. we saw the Mega Man Eleven demo and drop last week. Mm-hmm. Crystal Chronicles. Well, there's a lot of Final Fantasy news that we'll get yeah. to in a bit. But like, <laughs> yeah, there was there are some things that that were a little disappointing to me. But then it was also balanced out with like a lot of really cool new info. Brian, yeah. what, do, what do you think? It was um, fantastically paced, like breakneck speed. I think it was a good balance of first and third party stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that obviously there. Uh, pushing a lot for online, but I still think that that's not going to pan out the way people want it to in a traditional sort of on- online sense that you see on other consoles. And they're doing a lot of really good things to distract you from that. They're showing you all these other things you can do, but very little of that focuses on what it will be actually like to play games online. And I think that's going to be an issue because voice chat is still a big question mark. Uh, justifying charging people for something that they've been playing for free for a year and change now is a big question mark. And you can throw NES controllers and NES games and all this other stuff as like sort of distractions, but um, you know, if you're watching the magician's hand on this one, I don't know if the trick is really panning out. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Dug myself out of that one. Uh, Casey, what, what did you think? Well, there's no Monster Hunter, so it was a huge trash disappointment to me. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. 100% it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I do wish they had gone into more detail about the, the online because mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't tell us anything we didn't already know. What right. a great segue you've just set us up for, Casey. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Switch Online uh, coming out September 19th, September 18th. Uh, right around the corner, we knew it was going to be mid-September. We didn't have an exact date. Now we know that it's September 18th. Um, $20 a year, $35 for a family plan. But overall, they they kind of separated into this like five pillars, right? There's online play, NES classics, save data clouds, um, smartphone app, and then uh, special offers, right? Right. So let's talk a little bit about each of these things. So the the online play, Brian, you kind of touched on this. You want to talk a little bit more about your your thoughts there? Yeah, sure. So it's twenty bucks a year, thirty five dollars for a family plan. Which, if you do the twenty dollar a year one, it comes out to like a dollar seventy each month, uh, which is dirt cheap. And I think they're doing a free one week trial and stuff like that. Uh, so really, like the price isn't much, but I don't know if the service itself is going to stack up to what some of the competitors are doing. Effectively, they are going to start charging you for things that you're getting for free right now. Uh, I think had they done that from day one there'd be less of a sting about it. But right now we're still kind of left saying to ourselves, like, how will we voice chat? How will we communicate? Will we need like 50 different dongles? Like how well will that system unfold? So, I, And I think the switch kind of already like shot itself in the foot with this is because there's no way to, there's nowhere to plug in headphones anywhere right. when you have it yeah. docked. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Like, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's anything to plug anything into the controller. I would, would read, no, there's not. And yeah. much to my chagrin when I was playing a lot of Fortnite, like it was super annoying because yep. that's a game that you want to coordinate on. I, w- I would kill for Bluetooth support where I could use my wireless. Oh uh, yeah. So my, my concern with yeah. Bluetooth support, uh, this, we're obviously we digress. But like our, yeah. our, our concern with Bluetooth, my concern with Bluetooth support is the amount that it would drain the battery. I would pay I would a buy another pro controller and pay ten to fifteen dollars more if it just had a headphone jack. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that would be such an easy fix. Mm-hmm. But um, as I mean, as to this this presentation, like Brian, you you hit on half of my thoughts, which is it's only twenty bucks a year. Right. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, they didn't do anything to sell me on it. Like I'm gonna yeah. pay it so, because it's so cheap. There's like, this, there's but it's this, just uh, like they didn't really really sell me on it very well. Yeah. There's a montage at the beginning of the online play segment, uh, and like me just being stupid, I'm watching it and I'm like, what? I could play Mario Kart and Rocket League online. And then I was like, wait, I've been playing Mario Kart and Rocket League online for a year. Yeah. For free. So like, that's not a great way to like entice people. Yeah. For idiots like me that we're going to feel bad for kids who are not in tuned with these, this news. And then next week they're going to be like, Hey mom, like, I, can you play pay this money so I can keep playing online right. and like right? That's, you're just gonna have to convince 
<laughs> their parents. This is did. this is also going to effectively, I imagine, decimate online player counts for Very existing true. user bases Very because true. you're splintering them into mm-hmm. people who have twenty bucks and people who don't. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you do have the option to pay per month. It, it ends up being a lot more money doing it that way. But uh, this, these are games that we've been playing already. So, I, I there's not a ton of information about how all of this will work, how all how the connections will stay stable, mm-hmm. how we'll be voice chatting. Right. Obviously, there's the app. Well, that we'll the, talk the about, voice chat is going to yeah. come through the app. Yeah, yeah. we saw. That Which, in the, that <laughs> app segment that mm-hmm. was, you know, if you're a backseat gamer, like you can also participate and here's the voice chat app, but we know that that voice chat app is kind of bogus. Well, we know people and now are already using, you know, Discord, Discord, and, Skype, yeah. FaceTime, I whatever they can. I still use PlayStation chat and just, uh, I saw, <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet about <laughs> your Monster Hunter. Cross-platform play. <laughs> yeah. Casey had this just bang on tweet about like <laughs> how she plays monster hunter generations with uh, uh on switch and it was connected to a chat room on playstation but then you're also playing like uh just looks yeah. so complicated um <laughs> the other the I, second I, pillar was nes classic yes so that's and the thing here they have trojan horsed the virtual console into their online timeout can you explain the trojan horse to so a bunch of dudes kidding. wanted to get into something so they got into a big wood horse and then everyone was like wow that's a cool horse and they jumped out and were like we're a bunch of dudes in a horse and then they killed the other guys it's historically accurate yeah uh, that's why you don't look a gift horse in the mouth because there might be a bunch of guys in there getting <laughs> ready to they murder didn't you come out of the mouth historically but sure <laughs> just go with it <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Uh, no. So I love <laughs> NES games. Um, I love Virtual Console in general. We're only getting NES games right now. The cool thing about this presentation is that we got a glimpse at some third-party stuff for mm-hmm. the first time. Um, so far, we had only heard about first-party. We're seeing stuff like Gradius, Ghosts and Goblins, Double Dragon. Uh, there's a Solomon's Key. Solomon's Key. Yeah, yeah, that is. Which, a, uh, yeah. I actually didn't play on NES, but I played it when they ported it to the Wii Virtual yeah. Console. Um, so it's cool that we get these games. Uh, I think they're going to be awesome with online play. Hopefully, we'll see how that works. Again, still not a ton of details about that. And I don't know how many we'll be playing when this thing launches. If we'll get to keep them, or are we they renting them? Out. Yeah. Yeah, like, do they disappear? Because I know, like, on Netflix, you know, you'll be really into a show, and then it'll dis- it'll disappear, and yeah. uh, licenses renew and exchange and, and stuff. So. those are some of the details that I'm talking about that I'm disappointed they didn't reveal, because I feel like we didn't really learn anything all that new except for some of the other titles that we're going to get. Again, not to be like the crusty old cynical guy, but history tells me that the fact that they didn't communicate all that stuff means it's it's not information that's going to make you happy when you do yes. find out what it is. Not only yes. that, but maybe they haven't figured it out quite yet. Like maybe it's still <laughs> sort of up in the air. That's uh, an even more cynical yeah, to take. Uh, the third pillar was the save data cloud. Um, and so mad that this isn't just that you have to that pay wasn't, for this. Well, that it yeah. was, wasn't day one to begin with, and that also that you have to pay for it. But Casey, you point made a great point uh, yeah. during the direct that, yeah, yeah you, can, you can use the save data cloud, but uh, or save cloud data, sorry, mm-hmm. but uh, not every game. Yeah, no, so. it's not going to work for every game, including Splatoon 2 and Pokemon, uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Mm-hmm. To be fair, those are very small franchises. In the oh, yeah, yeah. they're like, no yeah. one's going to play those. Like, what yeah. is even a Pokemon? Like, what is that? Uh, <laughs> Never <laughs> <no>. heard of him. <laughs> but, um... And I, I understand why they're doing that, and it's to prevent people from cheating. Because if they had right. cloud save data, you could trade Pokemon and then re-download, re-download your cloud data and get that Pokemon back so you could infinitely duplicate Pokemon in that way. But I feel like there, there So you've has- put a lot of thought into this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, I'm a cheater at heart. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would never do that. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know if there's a, a better workaround. Mm-hmm. Because right now, if there's... There's no way to save it. You can't put it on an SD card. You can't do anything well, with that's, it. Well, there's no backups. That's, yeah. the, that's the big problem too, right? Like you can't do a local backup to something. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, I've publicly said on the show that I had a switch that got bricked and I had to send it in and my, my saves were gone. Right. And so part of me is kind of just like, well, what else can you take from me? <laughs> right. But the other part of me is kind of like, this is a problem. I've been through this heartbreak. I don't want others to go through it. And I think, you know, this is a... In very Nintendo fashion, this is two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. So get a Pokemon Company programmer in here, Stat. Yeah, we need, we need some answers. I mean, so yeah, it's 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 going to be a big problem for some of their biggest games like Splatoon and Pokemon. I know they said they couldn't find a solution. Again, other companies have found ways to do this with online games. Mm-hmm. So I don't really see what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Then again, I'm an idiot and I don't know how things work. That that's I'll agree to that. Uh, we we've already sort of discussed uh, set our piece about the smartphone app. Obviously, do, we're not. Go ahead. I do just want to say I do totally understand that hosting on 
online servers cost money. Sure. So it makes sense with as much online play is available on the Switch compared to Nintendo's past platforms that mm-hmm. they might need that money to make quality servers work well. So I do understand that. It's just I want to actually know how everything's going to work. <laughs> you think that you think that the uh, lack of cloud data across like every game is due to the fact that the Switch online service is sort of like a bargain basement service? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. And the, the I, bar the bar is set high by PlayStation, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, PSN, and, and Xbox Live. Yep. I can't speak to the way that, that Xbox works because I'm not an Xbox boy, but like the PlayStation uh, backup is nearly it's flawless. So like the way that it, you can integrate in, and jump in and out on a different system is like oh, amazing. It's even, and you can yeah, even, it's the same, or if not even easier yeah. on Xbox. Yeah. Both of those consoles have You can even save everything yeah. on a USB stick and just have that. Right, thing. right. Yeah, yeah I, appreci- I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's really that if we could throw more money and fix the problem. I think it's just one of those things. It's like I mean, I'd certainly pay $5 more. Uh, a year if it meant that that was a ubiquitous cloud save. No, totally. I think this is this stems from like a, a stumble into design decision when these games were originally being concocted. In the same way, people are like, I'd pay you 50 bucks to change my name on PSN. And Shuhei Yoshida's like, oh, we literally can't do that. Like that's, our, our system is is different than what you expect. Although maybe that's coming someday I, de- I definitely would pay $50 yeah. to change I, my, I my wish username. Got a bad boy name, huh? S- smokes Mad Blunts 420. But, oh, no. Um, <laughs> lives up to his name. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I, um, I wish that it was the same kind of system like that, that PlayStation has where I can just log on to another system and all of my stuff is there. It's yeah. just saved. Yeah. I can download my save data. I can download yeah. my games. Yeah. So if my system gets fried or anything happens, it's not a meltdown. Well, they, have a, they have an Xbox here and an Xbox at home. Yeah, and all they have to do is so sign easy. in. Yeah. It's just, they're just dumb terminals. Yeah. I, I, look forward to, I look forward to hearing about Nintendo's plan to rectify this in the uh, Nintendo Switch Online Plus coming in yeah, 2020. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, we, like, we're, real quick, we're all in the loop on this, but I feel like the average consumer that walks into a store and sees cloud saves is just going to assume that all of this will work for them. But there's yeah. a lot of fine print in all of this stuff. That's true. And I think that's where it gets a little sketchy. Speaking of the fine print, we, we did talk about the, uh, the app already, but the last thing that they talked about was special offers which they said more to come soon right and, and that Brian did just find one yeah me. and like, so I immediately kicked over to their website uh, and I started digging around and underneath the special offers tab they already have two listed mm-hmm. uh, one of them is the NES controllers which is Really weird, but really cool. Uh, they are Bluetooth original NES controllers that strap onto the sides of your Switch uh, and just look insane. Yeah, but it does I love look them. Really ridiculous. Uh, and they have L and R shoulder buttons, just like your regular Joy Cons do. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to play like Breath of the Wild with them. Give it a shot. Who knows? <laughs> but here's where it gets weird. Um, and we're again in the fine print. These are 60 bucks for two and you can only get them if you are an online subscriber through Nintendo's Which online service. Which they didn't mention in the direct. Yeah, I don't know if it's hidden Nintendo's down. Oh, right there, oh, right yeah, there. Yeah. Yep. Sold, very, sold very tiny. Yeah. So, Limit um, one purchase per paid minute. Uh, what? Limit, oh, so you can't hawk them on eBay. Exactly. And yeah. so you'll be able to buy the, you'll be able to pre-order oh. these in a week and they will ship mid-December. December, yeah. So I think this is sort of evocative of what they used to do with Club Nintendo, which was their sort of answer. That's of a great like, point. How do we get physical goods into the hands of our most loyal users? Uh, in this case, this is something that, this is like a sort of a ticket that is paywalled by being a Nintendo online supporter, which means you pay that 20 bucks, you get in, or maybe you can just subscribe for one month. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that's going to work. Um, well, you pay your $4 and then you're subscribed for one month. I know, month. but did they check if you're still subscribed in December when Before they, they send them? it to you? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, and so if you're in Japan, you can actually get the Famicom versions of these. So I imagine these are going to go for, uh, like, they're going to be collector's items eventually. Mm-hmm. The packaging is pretty bare bones. It looks like when you order a replacement part off of, like, Nintendo's online store. So these are not really meant to be mass produced on like a, you know, Walmart scale, right. but yeah, you get two for 60 bucks. They're Bluetooth. I don't know if you'd be able to kit bash them and use them on PC or other platforms. That'd be really cool. Now they only mentioned that, uh, you could charge these controllers on your Nintendo switch, but what if you could put them on either side and then also play? <laughs> They're just really just an awkward. Oh yeah. Situation. Yeah. There's a lot of, who knows, man, a lot of questions. <laughs> there's a lot of who knows, man, going on. A lot on. of questions. And All so those the extra buttons. And the other offer that they didn't mention in the direct is that if you're a Splatoon fan, when you sign up for the for the online pass, you will get a code that gives you an online jersey and shoes. So, and shoes. And there's that. So you get so, that. It's sort of like um, it's sort of like that. You know, when you got that T-shirt in Breath of the Wild that said like I bought the season the, the red yeah. the red shirt the, the red gold one. farm never yeah, took exactly. off. Do you guys think that there's Nintendo 
is still using the original tooling for the making the molds, making the, the house impressive. controllers. I mean, or if they had at some point threw all that out, you know, in the, whether it was the N64 era. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I can't know, imagine. And, and they've had to re, just like redo it from from. I can't scratch. imagine that a company like Nintendo would because uh, a. If their if their actual design philosophies and their manufacturing philosophies are anything like the way that they make games, they hold on to everything. That's right? true. Like they keep stuff in their back pocket and they bring it out way well, later. And then take a look at something like the um, NES Classic. Yeah, it launched two years ago. You, right. Yeah. But it uses the ports from the the end of the Wii. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so, somewhere in their factories, they just yeah. had like a surplus of these Wii ports. Totally. And then they're just like, okay, we'll just use these for our mm-hmm. NES Classics. Like, and so the the uh, the cords on these controllers are even shorter than that's right. NES Classic. That's right. They're two and a half feet long. They're invisible. That's That's how short they are. Um, This this direct rapid fire, just to kind of close off on Nintendo Switch Online, just give me a quick thumbs up, yes or no. Like, were you satisfied with what you saw about Nintendo uh, Online uh, just after all these months of, like, wondering what it was? I mean... In that regard, no. But again, at twenty bucks a year, sure, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the way I, I would also say no. But for twenty dollars, you you kind of get what you paid for. So yeah, if uh, there was a premium option, you know, if it was like a fifty dollar a year premium option that that uh, alleviated some of these concerns, I would I would pony up for that. But yeah. yep. that's what I pay for PS Plus. So yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that I'm paying for online NES games and everything else is secondary. It's like a bonus. Yeah, yeah I'm here. I'm here for for vintage retro games and mm. online stuff. Uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Sure, Casey. Yeah, I think I'm not satisfied with what I saw, but for tw- a twenty dollar a year vintage library and the ability to keep playing online, so I can get through G Rank and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is a necessity. So I'm going to be getting it. There you have it. Seven point five. Good, not great. <laughs> um, so. We saw a metric ton of games in this Direct. Just so, so many. And uh, we're not going to talk about all of them, but we are going to talk about a lot of the ones that we were really pumped up on. So, Ryan, you already mentioned Luigi's Mansion 3. Very short teaser, but uh, I, I love Dark Moon. Like mm-hmm. I, I caught a lot of stuff, like a lot of flack for saying that uh, I like Dark Moon better than the first one. Really? Uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Wow. I believe the comment was, everyone knows that the second one is universally reviled. So I don't think that's true. Yeah, that's news to me. But... Um, I just like the idea of playing uh, Luigi's Mansion in uh, HD on the Switch. Like, I think it's going to be so much fun to, to wander around this spooky mansion and game with my friend, and I hope he has a lot of fun whistles and a lot of good Marios. Yep. Uh, the <laughs> That's a good one there. <laughs> Thank you. The uh, original Luigi's Mansion is only, like, five hours long. It's yeah, not a very short. long game. Yeah, but uh, Dark Moon is... But Long. Yeah, Dark Moon is a serious game, and so I want to see this expand on that um, and give us like a 15-hour Luigi's Mansion. Give game. us a 40-hour Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> 200 <laughs> hour. I want season pass. A I want a full plus. campaign. That's right. Exactly. So someone who didn't play the second game, mm-hmm. can you catch us up on the storyline? No, definitely not. Storyline doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Luigi's in a mansion. There's ghosts. Uh, get him. Mm-hmm. Just That's go get him. Make, make him get out. Bust Get him out of that house. Yeah. <laughs> what if they're nice ghosts? It, they well, are, but you got to get them even out a nice anyway. ghost has to go in a tank sometimes. It's a nuisance. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one that we want to talk about was something that we sort of predicted on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, Ryan and Brian specifically did a funny little dance when this got announced, and that's um, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe Edition. Yes, coming January eleventh, twenty nineteen. Which I, I'm a little disappointed that's not this year because that game has been out since two thousand and what. 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's kind of a bummer that we're not going to see it before the end of the year. I'd love for this to be like a holiday game. But yeah, we, we've got Mario, Luigi, Toad, Nabbit, and Toadette. And Toadette looks like um, kind of this game's answer to Funky Kong in Tropical Freeze in mm-hmm. that she kind of got this easy mode. She turns into Peachette here and can do like double jumps and she'll she'll bounce back if you fall into a pit, as you can see here if you're watching the video version. Um, she floats like in Super Mario Bros. 2. Yeah. Yeah. This also includes the uh, Luigi DLC, which, which was means, its own yeah. separate game effectively. It's 100, you can see here 164 courses, which is an insane amount of Mario. Zach, did so. you did you catch the title for this game? Is it is it New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe or New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe? I thought the U was oh, on. There it's goes. New Super Mario Brothers oh, U Deluxe. So, so that's yeah. really interesting and it's cool because they put Switch Joy-Cons on the Deluxe word but this is the first time we're seeing the U branding in any of the ports mm-hmm. they brought over. That's, that's true. basically been a system where they've been like don't remember <laughs> it exists. Forget about it. Come on. Because there was a New Super Mario. Well, Bros. New Super Mario yeah. Brothers is such Before. an established franchise, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's like, like it's been on Wii, DS. it's been on DS, yeah. it's on 3DS. So like, yeah, I think it is important to differentiate that this is the the yep. Wii U version of that mm-hmm. because I I can't remember if it was this one or if it was the one on 
we, but um, I believe our friend Jeremy Parrish says it's the greatest 2D Mario of all time. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't agree with him, but it is a really great one. So. As, as somebody who played a ton of this game on Wii U, uh, this is one of my favorite 2D platformers of all time and definitely one of the best multiplayer 2D platformers of all time. Uh, there are no Super Mario 2D platformers on the Switch, and That's it true. will now be almost two years into the life of the system before we get one. Um, and this is one of the best ones. You can play stuff like Rayman Legends, which is really cool. There's a couple other multiplayer platforming games. But this game is phenomenal. It's chaotic. It's You can pick up your friends and throw them in a pit and kill them. Uh, jump on each other's heads. Yeah, yeah. You, it'll piss you off. Especially if you're playing New Luigi. Yep. So. Yeah, that's yeah. a very like tighter, much quicker version of the... New, new Luigi U, to me, is sort of analogous to uh, the Lost Levels. Yeah. That it just it pulls no punches. It's a bonus Jonas for the first game that is just like super tough. And it's like, oh, really? You enjoyed that last one? Well, here's some stuff that might really yeah. actually make you cry. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing through this again. I, I, uh, I, I played the originals when they came out, but this is a, a nice little bonus. You know, like mm -hmm. we, we've already seen a lot of Wii U ports, but of those ports, like these are the kinds of ports that I really want to see. On, and hopefully on if we're now moving through the timeline on, on Wii U ports, uh, we will soon arrive at the Mario Maker port. Yes. Yeah. And 3D World. <laughs> Which yes. is another excellent world is really one. Good. and Wind Waker HD while we're here. But we why don't we move through backwards through the timeline and get the Galaxy One and Two as well? Oh um, yes. And then also, uh, speaking of other first-party games, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World uh, for spring 2019. It uh, sure does look like a Yoshi game, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, that that was a big standout for me at E3 two years ago. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while since we've radio seen it. silent ever yeah. since until. You know, the name leaked at, you know, last week when mm -hmm. this direct was supposed to happen. But here we got a release date in addition to obviously this new gameplay trailer. And I just I love I adore the art style with this game. It's going to be speaking of 2D platformers. It's, it seems like it's going to be a super clever 2D platformer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm day one on this. This looks great. You know, I love the shifting in perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, at the end of this trailer, they talk about how you can run levels backwards and forwards, yeah. which the, the, <laughs> if you think about a way a 2d platformer works in say like super Mario world or, or even, you know, super Mario brothers, you, right. Um, it's very specifically designed to keep you moving in one direction. Yeah. So the idea that they built this game, engineered these levels to be able to play backwards and forwards is kind of baffling to me. And I'm like really excited to take a look at what that might feel like. Is it is rewarding an experience to go from right to left or, or you know, it's totally. almost like the, the, the platformer, the designers at Nintendo are so good at what they do that they're like, how can we challenge ourselves? Right. I right. know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's the engineer same, this. But backward. <laughs> um, one of the things. I, no, Hugo. Uh, a lot of uh, 2D platformer games are constructed in a way that almost gets you into a rhythm of playing them. Yeah. So to maintain the, ryth the rhythm of platforming in both directions like you were saying, is incredibly challenging. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how they're going to do that. That's really well, interesting design. It's like Gloria Stefan said, one day the rhythm is going to get you. She did so. say Like that. this yeah. episode, it'll be the palindrome of Nintendo platformers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Look at this one, guy. Like oh, the man. word race car, which is the same, forwards and backwards. Yes. Think about it. it um, one thing I wanted to add, uh, do you guys think this game was delayed to add some sort of Labo support? Because this is a very cardboard game. Uh, There's a yeah. lot of cardboardy stuff we've in not, here. We've not seen that sort of like, first party crossover yet mm -hmm. like everything for labo is bespoke for labo like yeah. it's, it's a labo game i guess well that's not true the mario I'm, kart I'm integration lying. mario kart integration yeah. yeah i wonder if you can make a giant tongue yeah that's what this <laughs> game's yeah that's the the kit for this game and slide down big, it in your house big tongue and a lot of eggs that you put together <laughs> from cardboard uh casey i know you were sorely disappointed that there was no monster hunter this time around but guess what New news on Pokemon uh, Let's yes, Go. Uh, and so tell, tell us a little bit about what we saw today. So we saw a little bit of more information on the secret techniques, which was revealed in a trailer earlier this week. And these secret techniques will be replacing HMs. And those stand for hidden machines. And those were the moves that you would have to teach your Pokemon to surf and fly and cut down obstacles. It's basically you would have to wait to learn these to progress in the game. Right. So now they're replaced by secret techniques and only your partner Pokemon will be able to learn them. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to have these Pokemon in your battle party of six is I think that partner Pokemon will be on your shoulder regardless if they're in your battle party or not, because they're always in cutscenes. They are also um, 
in <laughs> sorry i'm just like got distracted by distracted the video by it's your, like oh you. man more pokemon no but um so in pokemon let's go pikachu and let's go eevee you have the computer with you so in I know that sounds weird. So in other Pokemon games, you have to go to a Pokemon Center to switch out your Pokemon. Right. In Pokemon Let's Go, you can do that anywhere. Oh, that's kind of cool. So you will never be stuck. And we also learned that your partner Pokemon will learn exclusive moves mm -hmm. that only they can learn. And they are activated with the Joy-Con. And these moves are like Pikachu's Splishy Splash, mm -hmm. which is Pikachu on a surfboard. There you go. And, I'm, I'm uh, also mesmerized by the footprint. Eevee, <laughs> Eevee learns Buzzy Buzz and some other ridiculous names for moves that are very strong. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, one of the most important features revealed today is the ability to style your Pokemon's hair mm -hmm. by petting them. Yep. What's going on with this game? Dude, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> is this game for babies? They, I can't they, tell. I don't, I don't like you. the sentence, pet your partner. Yeah, that you can pet, pet your partner. partner. Pet your yeah. partner. Round and oh, round. Look, he's not really into it either. If you're watching like, the video version, doing? Pikachu's not looking stoked. So but. basically when you have the switch in handheld mode, depending on the way in which you pet your Pokemon will Go on. change how its hair looks when you're done. Okay. It's an exciting time to be anyway. a Pokemon fan. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really glad that they are not bringing back HMs because that was really annoying and overall disdained feature, if you want to call it a feature, of Pokemon. And they replaced it in Sun and Moon with Ride Pokemon, which was a good um, kind of interim solution to that. But now we just have secret techniques and we just don't even have to worry about any of that. So, yeah, it's fine. Uh, so... If you're, a, if you're a fan of the show, you know that we have a Facebook uh, group where uh, people go in and ask us questions about the show, uh, just like John Luke H. Pollock did, and he said, did they just announce Splatoon Battle Royale, or am I mistaken? And this is in reference to Splatoon version 4, Splatoon mm -hmm. 2 version 4 that we saw, and we've been talking about Splatoon Battle Royale yeah. on this show for months. Right. Casey and I predicted it together in tandem <laughs> at the exact same time. Excellent work. No way to know who predicted it first, but... We've been talking about Battle Royale coming to Splatoon for a long time, and it uh, it's not 100%. They're not saying, like, hey, here's Splatoon Battle Royale, but it sure as hell looks that way. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that look very Battle Royale-y here. Well, it started with this weird Splatoon music video. It's an, and it's then, an anime opening. Yeah, you're right. It does look like an anime opening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then at the, the very tail end was like the idea that it was a hundred, hundred characters participating in one match or it said a hundred times. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're looking at a, uh, I think we're looking at a, a yeah, hundred times battle. It like yeah. flashes on the screen for like a second. I don't know what so, that means. What does that mean guys? I don't know. Like I've been playing, I'm playing a ton of Fortnite and I really enjoy it. Uh, I'm definitely down to, to give Splatoon a, a Splatoon Battle Royale mode the shot because I, mm -hmm. I feel like I've dropped off of Splatoon, but this might be the thing that would really bring me back oh, into yeah, it. Oh, yeah, totally. So um, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm here for Battle Royale Same. and Splatoon. Yeah. Uh, have you had an opportunity to play much Splatoon? No, it's not really my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... It's, it's uh, paint. But what about... Well, what about <laughs> touche. <laughs> what about Battle Royale? Also, no. I don't so know this the, is I don't not know the for Ryan McCaffrey. No. Yeah, I, yeah this is hard No pass. big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Lots of different games for lots of different people. That's true. <laughs> I know we've discussed this before, but I have no idea how they would accomplish a battle royale mode. Maybe a hundred man Splatoon, but I don't know about battle royale. I mean, it would have to be solos only, right? Like there's yeah. no way that you like, well, I guess not no way that you would do duos or quads, but yeah, it seems to me like solos would be the way to go because mm -hmm. if not, you're looking at chatting through the app, but I guess plenty of people already do that for Splatoon. So yeah, who knows? Um, Another question coming from the Facebook group comes from Ryan Joslin, and he said, my question is when, when was the last RPG other than Pokemon that Game Freak has made? What are your thoughts on town? It looks really interesting, and it has kind of a mother feel with the kid characters. Um, Ryan, you talked about town sort of at the top of the show here. Uh, town is an, uh, an RPG from Game Freak. Uh, we know that it comes or takes place only in one city. What did you think? Just, I, I love pleasant surprises. I love new IPs. I love mm -hmm. new ideas. And the, the art style was stunning. They got a nice pedigree here. I mean, it does look, look at this. Amazing. Like, yeah. It's stunning. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's what trailers, announcements like this, they just leave me eager and curious to learn more. So that's where I sit right now. I'm, I'm very curiously intrigued by this. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm digging that we're getting a lot of RPG support for the Switch as well. You know, mm -hmm. we've got uh, Octopath Traveler this Still year planning. and, and so new good. Xenoblade mm -hmm. uh, DLC coming that, that they talked about a little bit in this Direct. But it's really cool that we're getting new IP and new, like, exciting JRPGs, you know, coming from uh, developers that we know and love, like like Game Freak. So It looked like the boy thought of meat and then a light bulb appeared and then he threw the light bulb to hurt the monster. That's usually how battles go down. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a real sentence. Anytime I've there. gotten in a fight, I've thought of meat. And then a light bulb appears, and then I throw that light bulb at my assailant. So it's meat is green food and gives you ideas that then materialize into the real world. I guess we'll like have to wait until 2019. Modern to find day out. version of taking off your white glove and slapping <laughs> another man across the face. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what it is. Uh, you know, we're talking about RPGs, and uh, there's no bigger name in RPGs than Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Segway. Final Fantasy. Yeah, that was a good one, right? Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you know, no longer name in RPGs. You know Final what's Fantasy. nice about a segue is when somebody points out that you've segued, mm -hmm. and then you know that it's a segue. That's the uh, best way to do it. We knew that Crystal Chronicles was coming. Uh, that got sort of unceremoniously announced last week. Brian, how do you feel about Crystal Chronicles? All of my Animal Crossing and Crystal Chronicles and GameCube favorites are returning to Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, so... Brian's a tough guy. Like I've known Brian for what going on four years now, yep. and I feel like you like tough guy games, with the exception of Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. But like you like a Bloodborne, yeah, you like a oh, GTA, man, yeah. yeah. But then one day we were talking, and he was like, "You know what game I loved? Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles." We did a thing on Up at Noon, like literally two weeks ago. We just put the video up the other day because it took us a minute. You know, we're tired. But the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said like it was something like ten GameCube games I want to see on Switch that are sort of like slept on, like not really sure. like you know, the ones everyone knows. And this was one of the ones I named. And uh, lo and behold, here we are. Uh, this is a sort of you know Casey and I did a video on this, but this is one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. It's one of my mm -hmm. favorite RPGs. Uh, it's very like Diablo light. It's multiplayer. You team up with your friends to cast spells and attack bad guys and stuff like that. Uh, my big concerns are how's this going to work online? How's it going to work with local play? But in the meantime, um, it's really cool to see this here. And also, uh, as we'll talk about right now, um, a good opportunity to open the floodgates for every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> yeah, uh, great segue. You got it. Um, holy moly, there's a lot of Final Fantasy coming to Switch. Uh, we're looking at, uh, well, first of all, before we move off of that, one thing that I, I also like Crystal Chronicles, no GBA is necessary, right. which is cool. Yeah. I mean, no, like there's no, there's no need for uh, any sort of like additional um, peripherals or anything. You can play online and you can play with your buddies, and I think that's really smart. Yeah. I think it's a really cool way to play yeah, this the game. The original game required four Game Boy Advances and four Link Cables. Plus that bucket. Yeah, and friends. Yeah. The, bu yeah. the bucket sucks. You gotta have the bucket. It's still there. It's um, still there. It's but yeah, there. so out today, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, which is a cool way to experience Final Fantasy 15 if you only own a Switch. I mean, Final Fantasy 15 is a huge, sprawling RPG, so um, it's nice that some iteration of that is coming to Switch, and, mm -hmm. and a, Love an announcement that happens on the same day, right? Like I love a, a good, and you can play it so, right now. So is Pocket Edition, Does I heard voice acting. So does it have all the same voice acting, all the same story? I, it's just, I don't know that it has the same amount of voice acting. Mm -hmm. It might be fully voiced, but I know that there is voice acting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's actually 40% off right now, too. So you can get the full game for $17.99. That's, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, to purchase. <laughs> right here, live on the show, Brian's buying games. Uh, we've also got uh, World of Final Fantasy Maxima, which is a uh, sort of a retake on a 3DS game from 2016, 2015. Um, it's kind of like Monster Hunter Light. Um, you play as these chibi Final Fantasy characters from across the the pantheon, and you're you know fighting enemies and you know this and that. It's fine. Um, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, <laughs> everybody, spelled like B-U-D-D-Y. Hey, buddy. Uh, I've never played a, ch a Chocobo Mystery Dungeon game. Couldn't tell you about that. Casey, you said you, I, you've uh, I've actually never dabbled. played this game. I was thinking of Chocobo Tales, which was a Chocobo deck building game for the DS, mm. which I'm... Totally different game. Totally different game, and yeah. I'm upset that it's not in this ridiculous collection of Final Fantasy games because it was uh, underappreciated. Oh, it, right. it will be. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sooner or <laughs> later. Someday. Don't worry. Uh, well, because that's a Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. <laughs> going back, Final Fantasy going back even further in time, we have Final Fantasy 7, <laughs> Final Fantasy 9, and Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2 Remaster coming to Switch. I don't know why they switched, skipped over 8. 8 is a great Final we'll Fantasy game. Don't worry. But, um, that is a weird... Yeah, like, we've, we've said on the show before, the Pets initiative is port everything to Switch. This is part of the PEFs. 
which yeah. uh, is port every Final Fantasy to Switch. I'm still working on the thing for it, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of games here. What what how, what did X X two seven not what what <laughs> Crystal Chronicles like yeah. There's a, a one just launched. Like what? Perhaps, Hundreds of hours of Final Fantasy. <laughs> perhaps, crazy. perhaps my Never favorite. Never buy another and, game again. Yeah, no kidding. Perhaps my favorite announcement about Final Fantasy this week is that from this direct is that Final Fantasy 12 is coming to Switch. Uh, the Zodiac Age, which came out last year and is uh, sort of an HD remaster. It actually makes this game. This is my favorite Final Fantasy. Uh, I know everybody else like really hates it, but this is my favorite one. And um, a really awesome thing about this game is. It, they added a feature that allows you to speed up your movement speed. Mm -hmm. So you can go like 1.5 speed, I think, or two, it's either two and four or like 1.5 and two. You just speed through these areas. Like this game is known for these like big open sprawling areas and you just like jam through them, um, which makes this game easier to play, like more fun to play, easier to, to digest. And I just love the fact. You know what we call that in other road. RPGs? Fast travel. Fast travel. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's that <laughs> too. Well, it helps but you grind faster too. Yeah. Man, Final Fantasy 12 is really good. If you guys want to talk to me about Final Fantasy 12 on Twitter, please don't hesitate to do that. Um, we got a bunch of 3DS uh, announcements as well. Um, Kirby's Epic Yarn from way back on the Wii days is yeah, coming. Yeah, one of the uh, best games on Wii. Yeah, coming to uh, 2019. Uh, new mini games that allow you to play as I put allow you to play as other bros. Mm -hmm. uh, you like this game? Tell us a little bit about Kirby's Epic Yarn. Um, this is the, I think this is one of the first games Nintendo did that looked like their grandmother made it. Yeah, you know, part of that long mm -hmm. series of grandmotherly games that uh, were all well, made. Well, we got with, the like, yarn, yeah. we got the wool, yeah. we got the clay. Yeah, and then there's the new craft. One, and then there's the cardboard. Uh, so this is a this is a really cool game. It's um, all sort of it's it the entire it's a platforming game where everything looks like it's made of strings. You can yank areas of the world and sort of like shrink them and contract and expand them. Um, the really big boss fight, fights and battles. There's uh, in typical Nintendo fashion, this looks like a little kid's baby game. But when you <laughs> dig into it, there's there's a lot of challenge here. There's a lot of cool unlockables. There's a lot of hidden secrets. So you could run and gun through each level and you'll be fine. But also if you stop and sort of search for all the nooks and crannies, you'll find a lot of cool challenge here. Uh, I love like this game a lot. It used um, like sort of non-traditional platforming controls on the Wii. So I don't know exactly how that will work here, but we'll see what happens. And not unlike um, Planet Robobot or uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Like I love the idea, the the fact that these games they are engineered, they are set like they are marketed to a younger crowd, yeah. and they are easy to get through. Like you can get through the whole game. Maybe you'll die once or twice, like whatever. <laughs> but you unlock levels and you unlock challenges in these games that are so freaking hard. Yeah. Like really, really challenging and really fun to play. And I, I love this game. I, I really enjoyed it on Wii. I'm looking forward to going back. Also, I mean, you know, there's like millions and millions, tens of millions of 3DSs out there. And if you're still rocking one of those and you don't have a Switch yet, I appreciate that Nintendo is making you feel like you're still getting quality games coming to that platform. Yeah. You know, you just got a WarioWare. There's a Luigi's Mansion coming. There's that's right. a Kirby that's, coming. That's so. another note I've got here. Luigi's Mansion coming October 12th, right in mm -hmm. time for Spooky Day, right yep. in time for Spooky Time. And, Added some uh, weird multiplayer stuff. Yeah, it's got time. a weird two-player mode that uh, it's a little unclear on. It's like a boss rush mode that you can do if yeah, one person doesn't have the right. game. There's, there's st different stuff if, if both of you have the copy of the game versus if only one of you have Right, yeah. which is uh, reminds me a lot of what they used to do with the Game Boy Advance, uh, yeah. where you could play Mario Kart with other people, but all of you you had to be shy guys if mm -hmm. only one of you had a copy of the game. Whereas if both of you do, you have more stuff to do here. Uh, I think this second Luigi is terrifying. I don't like him. I don't like that mm. he's a green dead hologram version of Luigi. That's weird. They have to make, make second stop. player feel lesser somehow. Kind of a That's nod true. to uh, Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh, right. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. You're totally right. Uh, and then the last 3DS uh, gem that we got is uh, Bowser's Inside Story. Um, Bowser's Inside Story is one of my favorite of the Mario Luigi series. Really? I think it's really clever. Yeah, I think it's really funny. Um, and now you can play uh, you can play Bowser Jr.'s Journey, which is a whole second sub game basically within this game. Um, I like that they're bringing these games to uh, 3DS for uh, sort of a new audience to experience, and they're adding so much. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know this. Bowser Jr.'s story kind of looks like it's got like a tactical spin on the combat as well because you can kind of play with enemy pl or uh, character placement and stuff. Um, I, I like this game. I'll play it again. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So uh, that kind of wraps up not every announcement from the Direct, but a lot there of are too many from the Direct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
one thing that we didn't see in this this week's direct that we all kind of thought maybe would make an appearance was Labo, but fortunately, Ryan McCaffrey is here specifically for a Labo update. Ryan, what can you tell us about? Look That's at that covered. thing. Yeah. Good lord. Uh, hold on. Where's the? Uh, I gotta turn this stuff on. Uh, yeah. So Nintendo kindly sent a uh, a unit of vehicle kit. This is kit number three. Okay. And we had the variety kit and the robot kit that launched uh, with the system. And here we go with uh, third kit. So this isn't even all of it. This is this is the first major project. Right, right, right. This is uh, just one of the builds this out is of the one whole of them. box. Yeah, hang on. Where's uh, let's see the keys in there, and then ah, perfect. So the keys? Are you talking about the keys? Yeah, there's uh this this oh sort of turns it on. Uh, there's a key there. I'm actually going to turn turn this on anyway. But let so me just what show we're this looking quick, at is a cardboard contraption. Thank you with yeah. a steering wheel yeah. with a slot for a Joy-Con key to go in to mm -hmm. turn it on, I assume. It looks like there's two sticks, too. This is actually one of the bigger... This is probably the biggest Labo kit since the backpack. Yes, yeah, um, giant. All of the other ones in the in the other kit that had the piano and the motorcycle and go. stuff like that. This is a this is a much bigger much bigger thing. This looks like the inside of an old car. Yeah. So what's cool <laughs> about this is definitely uh, so my daughter and I, who's seven, uh, we've been working on we have the variety kit. We don't have the robot kit. Uh, so we've we're, we're not even quite done with the the variety kit yet. We still have the piano to go, which she's been really excited to try and build. It's the most intricate in that one. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we'll just just tool around with this a little bit. I got but, you here. So but yeah, it took us. Uh, we, we probably spent upwards of around three hours on the eyes on the road, toll. man. Eyes on the road. I know, right? It's <laughs> like yeah, follow this. Come on. <laughs> oh god, yeah. oh, I'm just gonna get car sick. But yeah, like you should see the inside of this. Like there's all kinds of stuff, rubber bands and yeah. strings and neat stuff going on in this, but you got all sorts of little uh, What is that? What does the rope do? There's like a rope little, like, with a little, little like turbo boost there. Oh cool. Oh. Uh, is there a horn? This, uh, I don't know, that's a good question. There's some knobs on I top even that seen, Ryan's turning. We finished this late last night and then I had to let her to play a little bit before I sent her to bed even though it was so crazy late, but yeah, there's I mean the the it's super fun to make and I have to say just in general with Labo I know if you if you're not a parent, if it's just you, I get it. This might not be appealing in the slightest. It, it wouldn't be to me, honestly, if uh, if I weren't a dad. But if you have a, a kid of the right age, mm -hmm. I really think Labo is, and I don't I don't want to sound like I'm being hyperbolic, but I really think it's this is kind of genius. Yeah, because this is this is a way that I can connect with my seven year old daughter uh, in th with a video game in a way where she's like actually connected to it. Like she, she made this and we made it together and then she gets to put this up on the TV and play it. Like the the fishing line from the variety kit, she loves that, she built that. And like, it's just, you know, that the, the switch component, the actual game part, it's fairly basic, but it adds this neat level of interactivity. And it's like, yeah, this, you know, you can have a three hour quality time yeah. project together uh, and then have a, and then she's she feels super invested that she actually made this and then can go interact with it in a video game, which is like a reward unto itself. No, it's so cool. I mean, I, I grew up playing Nintendo games. We all did. But uh, then they, a lot of them had big, goofy peripherals and stuff like that. But I had never had any idea how they were made. Right. I went to the store and bought them. But the idea of like sitting down with a loved one and building something like this and right before their eyes, it becomes a fully realized video game peripheral that you're using to control yeah. the action on screen is really smart. Yeah. So uh, actually, if you didn't see it, here's the pedal, which has uh, oh, there's a haptic pedal. feedback. Uh, that's, that's how I was giving it. Giving oh, so it is gas. that where the other Joy-Con is? It's in the yeah. pedal? Oh my god, that's so fun. And the, like, what is the haptic feedback? like? Just the vibration of, oh, of the, okay. the, the Do you turf. feel the road? Yeah, yeah you feel yeah. the road. Um, so yeah, there's the flight stick that we still have to do in this kit, and I think like a submarine mm -hmm, thing, okay. if I remember right. I've, and then a full-size uh, plane. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a giant yeah, actual, an actual plane. An actual <laughs> glider that we is. will hop in. Yep. And take, off. And, uh, and take off on. <laughs> so, you know, you, you got to be a little careful. We, we had one mishap, and of, unfortunately it was in a key spot where oh, this no. tab didn't want to stick in. Like, the, the it tore just a little bit, so I had to tape that one down. But that's actually, in all the stuff we've been building so far, that's the only real cardboard mishap we've had. Um, so, yeah, I just, I I think if, you, if you're a parent, uh, whether maybe you have a, if you have a little, little kid, keep this... Keep your eye on this for when they're a little older, like mm -hmm. you know, maybe. I don't know, I'm not. I'm not your. 
it's not for me to say what age is appropriate, but I would think like maybe kind of four on up might be. I don't Years, know what the right? box says. Yeah. Okay. Mine's only three months old. So yeah, you're getting got a little bit of a wait, but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just, I, I really think there's, I hope Nintendo keeps making these. I think these are great. Uh, and you know, yeah, what is it? I think it's 70 bucks for mm-hmm. the, for the, the kit. And that's of course, assuming you already have the original kit. So 70 bucks for each of the additional ones, but you get hours of quality time and, and, and uh, fun out of this. So you know, we we saw we saw these launch earlier in the year, and I think um, they connected with a lot of people. But I really hope that Nintendo pushes them a lot in the holiday season and, and really gets them into the hands of kids who are looking for something like this for Christmas. Or well, yeah. what's nice about that is that there's by the time Christmas rolls around, we'll have so many Labo options yep. that they'll we'll, they'll be a little something for everybody. Every kid that has an interest in you know it, whether it be a steering wheel or a giant robot or a submarine or whatever it is, like, Yoshi's tongue and eggs. Yoshi's tongue and eggs. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a really inappropriate set for. A child, but sure, why not? I'm who am I to tell you how to parent your kid? Um, but no, I think that, that that what's really nice about Labo is that now that there is a, a such a, a wide variety of the things that like you're sure to find something that you're interested. Yeah, in. I will say the one mild downside uh, when you live in a, a San Francisco where everything's small. Yeah, I now was... have like a pile of, and we're not even done. I yeah. told you we're not we're not even done. We haven't even done the piano or 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 the other bits in the uh, vehicle kit. But I have like a pile of con- finished labos that I just don't know where to put because they're kind of fragile, right? It's cardboard. Just so. do what Brian does and just put them <laughs> under your desk here at work. Exactly. Then, uh, yeah, that's exactly. a good no, place I, to keep them here. I, I, I ran into the same problem. I just had a stack of cardboard at home and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with these. I had fun building them. I had fun playing them, but I don't know if I'll keep doing that. So uh, I just brought them into work and just hope somebody would find them or <laughs> animals would move in. Well, what if you just <laughs> took them apart and then used them to ship stuff when you need to mail you things? You could out? always do that. Could do that. Yeah. Reduce, reuse, recycle. There you go. Stuff back to I Amazon. did think of a solution of very high shelves, but that would probably prove to be a disaster for a child trying to get the Labo right. off the very high shelves. Uh, would keep mind. the dog from getting hey, it and chewing I mean, up. Let your kids up, climb a shelf. Who are you to tell people how to parent their kids? <laughs> let your uh, dog eat your car. Yeah, no, these are these are great. <laughs> um, you know, if they're not for everyone, clearly, but for I think I think they're a wonderful parent-child activity. I really, really. Yeah, do. they're not for you, you if you're a coward. Yeah, if you're afraid of cardboard, don't get them. Exactly. Uh, we always wrap up. Uh, NVC with, with a, a song, little a little I segment think. that we like to call Question Block. And I was going to go ahead and pull a bunch of questions here, but uh, honestly, the one question that everyone is asking is, where's Metroid? Um, Available on the NES? That's true. On, online story. <laughs> I think people are looking for Metroid Prime 4 in this scenario, yeah. and I think people were thinking that maybe this Direct was the one where it would happen. Uh, I can't imagine a world where Metroid Prime 4 does not make an appearance until E3. Yeah, to me. There's, totally, I, there's no chance it I don't mean to. E3. I don't mean to get out there and squash your dreams about Metroid Prime, but mm-hmm. that's not coming in a Direct in September. I mean, the fact that they announced it with like a... a a, a logo screen, right? Not a great sign that it's particularly far along yet. Which yep. fine, it is what it is. But we also didn't see we <laughs> also didn't see Fire a Emblem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I kind of I honestly thought we might see Fire Emblem. Yeah, because around. they announced quite a bit and mm-hmm. showed quite a bit at E3. Yeah. So yeah. But there's no Fire Emblem update. I mean, in the same way that there was like, we've seen Pokemon updates in every direct since it got announced. I Mm -hmm. guess they're just focusing on the games that are coming out first and sooner. So we can Mm -hmm. expect that the games they didn't show aren't going to be coming out for a while. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I totally agree. I think with the Metroid thing, we'll get a like. You're even fu- wearing your Metroid. Trailer. I know, man. I love it. We'll get a full fledged trailer at E3 with a release date, hopefully for that year. And I think we'll also at E3 get a Metroid Prime trilogy is available on Switch right now. Well, that would Nintendo's be, mo would the, the last f- three, at least few E3s, is to have the one quadruple A first party game that dominates their E3. It's probably not going to be Metroid next year because I don't think it's coming out next year. That's just right. what my gut tells me. Why do you do this to us? Well, the next, the next core I'm, But I'm saying it'll probably be 2020. It's probably yeah. going to be like the centerpiece of their E3. Oh, well, yeah. then it'll probably be Animal Crossing. I mean, that is... Oh, yeah. Like, again, I, E3 I can is, very easily yeah. see their booth being the Animal Crossing yep. town next year and then like Zebus the following year. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. If, I can, if I can go in a Nook's house and punch him in the face at E3 next year, that's... Well, man hates Tom Nook. No, uh, no. so I was going to say that that's one of their biggest franchises and E3 is sort of like a big hardcore gaming convention and I I don't think people really realize that Animal Crossing is one of their best-selling franchises, yeah. hands down. Uh, and it reaches a big, vast audience, a lot of casual gamers, too. So uh, I think there's room for that. Yeah, I agree. The next core Pokemon game, like the real one, is coming out next year as well. 
So right. that's that is point. another Fair thing point. Nintendo needs to lean into as well. Yeah. So they're going to have three booths. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> what a year. What a time to be alive. Guys, we are all out of time. I hate to cut you off. Has, but has we, anyone uh, noted that uh, as of what did I just say? September 18th, <laughs> what is it? September 18th, the, the, the title of this show will no longer be ironic. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe it'll still be I mean, ironic. It's still ironic <laughs> because the voice chat is bad. So, yeah, uh, we are we are out of time. Our producers are coming in here and they're telling us to wrap up. But here comes Pear. What's up, Pear? Pear, Pear has an announcement. Come over here to the microphone. No, 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 no. Uh, good job. I was uh, looking in the chat room. Uh, cool announcements. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey can, got can announced. You know how this works? Come on, yeah, come on. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey got announced for the Switch. What? what? When? Oh, hold on. In Japan as a streaming game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's been your disappointing pair update. What? Uh, we're signing off here, but Pear, thank you so much for that terrible news. Thanks for bringing us down. Yeah, that's a real bummer. It's uh, better than nothing, guys. That's Come true. on. A lot that's of true. roller coasters today. Guys, we are the number one Nintendo podcast on IGN.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. That's very specific. Mm -hmm. But don't forget, we're not the only show on IGN. You can also check out Ryan on Unlocked. You can check out Casey on uh, Game Scoop often. Sometimes. You can check out Brian on, on Up Trojan at Noon. Horse Cast, Trojan the number Horse. one Trojan Horse show in the world. Horse Chat Weekly with Brian Altano. Guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll be back next week for another episode of NVC. And don't forget to. Get the, to say, get the thing. I was saying it. You get, get the thing. Get the thing. Get the thing. Go get it. Here we go. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.